Coming up. He humbled himself by being obedient. That's what he did. Guess what? You and me, we can humble ourselves. We can be obedient. In fact, that is the demonstration of your humility, is obedience. But in order to be obedient to what God says, we got to read and study first, okay? And reading and study, submitting yourself to read and study God's word requires humility. Some of us are not humble enough to read God's word. Hello. And thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here is the third message in the series, The Word is the Greatest, Part 3. Amen. The third truth I want to give you about the thriller in Manila, in in the world, I'm sorry, (laughs) is one of Jesus's titles is The Last or second Adam. One of Jesus's titles is the last or the second Adam. However, this is a title he had to win by defeating the devil. Yeah. Okay. He had to win this one. Look what it says here in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 45 through 49. It says, the scriptures tell us the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body. Then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Okay, I want to pause right here so I can make sure you're tracking here. So Adam was the first man made of the dust physical and material, right? A human body, physical body. And Christ coming as the last or second Adam, he came as a physical body too, but he brought in the the spiritual body, right? Mm -hmm. Not just the physical, but the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And Christ came from heaven and he became a life-giving spirit. Yeah. See, Adam wasn't a life-giving spirit. He was a life-giving body. Mm-hmm. Hence come the rest of us. You know, that's how we were. We came to be as a body. Mm-hmm. But the reason why Christ is referred as a second Adam or second, because Christ brought in, okay, no, I'm going to do what Adam did, but I'm going to do the same thing for the spirit, right. for the spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's called the the, the last or the second Adam. And so you see the significance of this fight here, okay? Um, that now the devil fought Adam, right? Mm-hmm. 
And now he's fighting Christ. Right. This is a very significant, this thriller in the wilder is very significant. Mm -hmm. And I don't want us to miss this. And, and let me finish and read verse 48, and then we'll talk about it. Verse 48, earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. So what this is talking about is just like Adam was a physical man, we are now physical men or women and humans. Mm -hmm. Christ was a heavenly and we're going to be like that too. That means that we're going to, right now our bodies die because Adam sinned and our sin. Yeah. But because we are come alive in Christ, we are going to get a body that doesn't die, a body that's incorruptible or it doesn't die or decay. And just like Christ got when he resurrected, we're going to get a body just like him. And so we're going to be just like the heavenly. That's what it's trying to tell us. Yeah. And I want to also compare and contrast the environment that Adam fought <laughs> the devil in and then the environment that we already talked about that Christ fought the devil in. Christ, in, he fought him in the wilderness. It was a hostile environment. Adam fought him <laughs> in his hometown. <laughs> he fought him, in fact, in his own house. Mm -hmm. right? right? He, if you will, it was an environment. Adam fought the devil in an environment that was tailor-made for Adam. Yeah. God planted a garden. Yeah in Eden for him, right? Mm -hmm. And this was a special, and this is where the battle took place. Adam, Adam had the whole crowd on his, yeah. on his favor. Adam didn't have to contend with lions and bears that was wanted to eat him. Right. You know, they were all friendly then. They, he, in fact, he named them all, you know. That's they right. were scared. Adam was ruling over them. Right. But Jesus right. was in an environment where there were wild animals. They weren't wild at the time when Adam fought. Party. Right. And, and so um, so the so the ring size, you know, the, in boxing, one important aspect to negotiate a fight is how big the ring's going to be, because mm. of the boxers who like to box and move, they want more space. Mm -hmm. And you know, the ones that like to get up in you and, you know, yeah. have close fights, they want a smaller ring. Okay. And so but Adam had the perfect ring size yeah. to fight the yeah. to fight the devil in. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He had the, and the one other Adam uh, uh, aspect of boxing is the glove size. Mm -hmm. So people who got knockout punches, they don't want them big old gloves mm -hmm. that, that got all the padding on them. Yeah. They want the smaller gloves that are not as padded. Mm -hmm. So when they hit you, it hurts hard. Right. It, it's more powerful. Right. Adam had the perfect gloves that he fought the devil with, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. And, and plus, uh, Adam, Adam had in his corner, mm -hmm. <laughs> y'all, the corner is where your manager, your trainer is telling you what to do, giving you right. instructions, taking right. care of you in between rounds. Mm -hmm. Adam had in his corner, okay, the person who had um, defeated the devil and in fact knocked him out. Right. Adam had in his corner the person who had knocked the devil out, giving him instructions on how to fight the devil. Right. Someone who had already defeated him. And Adam, Adam wasn't fighting an undefeated fighter. Adam was fighting someone who had just in his last fight been knocked out. That's right. So they, and so, and he was, he was knocked out by God because he tried to fight God. Yeah. And look what it says here in Luke 10, 18. 
And this is Jesus talking. He says, he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. <laughs> he, he got knocked out all right. He got knocked out. Yeah. Y'all see this? Satan tried to go up against God himself. Yeah. And, and Jesus says, I saw him fall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a big fall, y'all. Yeah. That's yeah. a big fall. <laughs> he fell from heaven. Y'all seen y'all seen people get get knocked out and hitting the punch and then they just go flat and then we watched him hit the canvas. Mm -hmm. This dude went flat and just went <laughs> off. <laughs> he left heaven. <laughs> yeah. And 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 because he, he tried to fight God. Yes. <laughs> that's a knockout. Yeah, that's a real knockout. That dude fell from heaven, y'all. And so the person who knocked him out oh, was standing in, 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 the, in, in, the, in the corner, corner in Adam's corner. corner, telling him how God, to fight him. Yeah, telling God, him how to fight him. him. Yes. Right? And and and, and get this, y'all. God, the same God is in your corner. That's right. That's right. He's That's in good. my corner That's good. That's good. telling me how to fight the devil because he knocked him out before. And then we got the nerve to not listen right. to the corner. Are we listening? Are we listening? <laughs> we don't listen to the corner. We just go out and I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Yeah. And, and the devil is undefeated against humankind. And we don't yeah. want to listen to God in the corner yeah. telling us this is how you fighting. Yeah, that's it, it makes no sense. Yes, it makes no sense, folks. And so <laughs> Adam fought somebody who had just lost, had in his corner the one who had beat him, and he was and he didn't listen to him. Jesus fought somebody who was on the comeback, and right. he was undefeated since Adam. Mm -hmm. It's a different. It's a different fight. Yeah, yeah. it's a different fight. Uh, but we're going to cover next week how, and we a little bit today, but primarily next week, how Jesus made it very clear. I ain't Adam. <laughs> I ain't Adam. Jesus yeah. made it clear. I ain't Adam. So when they, when he came in against Jesus, he said, you, you, you trying to do to me what you did to Adam. I'm not Adam. I'm not Adam. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. Okay. <laughs> and so, amen, amen. And so uh, uh, Jesus handled it. Mm -hmm. And then I want to give you the, the fourth truth about this thriller in the wilderness. And it is Jesus gave up his right to use his divinity in the fight. So y'all might be thinking, well, he's God, so he can, you know, no, no, no. Jesus didn't use the fact that he was God in his right, fight. Right. Okay. That's, that's not what he did. He gave up his divinity in the fight. This was the only way he could rightly avenge Adam. He had to fight him within the same guidelines or the same construct in which Adam fought him in order to get the victory for Adam and you and me. And and because all of us had lost to the devil. Mm -hmm. And so he had to come and become like us and fight him as us, like us, in order for us to get the victory through him. Right. Amen. So he had to fight them. Look what it says here in Philippians 2, 7. It says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. Mm -hmm. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form. Yeah. So Jesus didn't use his divinity to fight him. Get that in your spirit. 
And so, so if Jesus didn't fight him with his divinity, then how did he fight him then? And this takes us to the fifth and last uh, truth I want to give to you about the thriller in the wilderness. Jesus fought the devil with the same weapons we have. Jesus fought the devil with the same weapons we have. And then he's in our corner mm-hmm. telling us how to fight. Yeah. Let that sit, um, get in your spirit. He used the same weapons we have. That means that we can be victorious too. Right. right. Look what it says here in Philippians 2.8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Mm -hmm. So I want to give you some of the weapons that we have that Jesus used right here is telling us what did he do? He humbled himself by being obedient. That's what he did. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You and me, we can humble ourselves. Right. We can be obedient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, that is the demonstration of your humility Mm -hmm. is obedience. Mm -hmm. But in order to be obedient to what God says, we got to read and study first. Okay. And reading and study, submitting yourself to read and study God's word requires humility. Yeah. Some of us are not humble enough to read God's word mm. and study it. Mm-hmm. I I know I know you thought no that, that I am humble. No, the fact I don't read is not because I'm not humble. Yeah. It's because I I don't have time. Yeah, yeah. You know, or you make up. I, I don't understand what I read. Well, there's all kinds of stuff out there to help you understand, mm-hmm. to help you have. You know, so it, at the end of the day, at the end of the day. If you are not taking out time that God gave you, the time, your life, and he's the most important thing that every is the one who deserve all the glory, and you're not giving him your time, as you guys mentioned, people don't sacrifice their time and attention, okay? If you're not giving God your time and attention (laughs) to read and study his word, you are not being humble. Right. You are not giving up something for God who deserves it. Mm-hmm. You can make all the excuses you want, but that is the truth. You can't obey something you don't know. That's right. Got to read that word. You got to read what God commands for you to do in order to do it. Mm-hmm. And you got to study it. Now, I don't think everybody needs to read and study like a pastor does or a teacher does. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not even saying that. Okay. That that's that that's not I'm not saying. So I don't expect you to have the study materials, the commitment to studying, or the, the time commitment to studying that I will give. That's what God put me here. That's why God, the scripture said Jesus had made, Jesus gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers because he gave those gifts so that those people can do these things. We got scholars. That's why I appreciate the scholars that they've done all a lot of work that I don't have to go in and read, you know, and learn. I could, but I don't have to. All the nuance of, of Greek and Hebrew. They've created written books and study materials that help me understand it as I need to know. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect you 
to study and read like I do. That's not what I'm saying. But this is partly why here at Quench, we provide an outline for you. It has the points on it. It has the scriptures on it. And then for Bible Life Group, we give you study questions Mm -hmm. to think about and ponder so you can apply it to your life. That if you use the outlines and you use the Bible Life Group questions, you are reading and studying. Right. You are giving more of your time and attention to processing and hiding God's word in your heart. We're giving you tools for it every week, every week. So I don't expect you to do what I do, but we give you things to help you do it. You can do more. You can just say, okay, I'm going to read the discussion questions prior to I get to Bible study so I can be ready to talk about it. I can process it. Amen. Amen. That's good. <laughs> but if you're not doing it, you're not humbling yourself to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're Amen. not. So that's something that's a, he, and Jesus fought the devil with his humility mm-hmm. to obey God's commands. And so many of us have decided, you know what? I'm just going to wing it. Yeah. I'm going to wing it. And it shows. Hmm. Wow. It shows. I can tell when y'all winging it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let me give you some signs of, of people who wing it. They quote what people say more than they quote what God said. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That, that, you know, they talk about some things that might be good and true, but they're not talking about how God said it was good. Yeah. And true. There's a difference. Yeah. See, God's word is anointed. The quotes of other people ain't anointed. Right, right. God's word is inspired, mm-hmm. has life in it. The quotes of other people don't have life or inspired. Mm-hmm. So the folks who wing it, they quote what folks say more than they quote what God says. Yeah, wow. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that's a sign of it. They're just winging it. They're not hiding the word in their heart. Another example is that they, they struggle with uh, navigating the Bible. And I'm not just talking about people who got who haven't been saved very long and haven't had a lot of experience. I'm talking about folks who've been saved a long time. Yeah. <laughs> They've been saved for years, and they still mm. struggle with navigating the Bible. Mm. They think First Chronicles is in the New Testament. Mm. I, I, I'm just telling you, this, this is it. And then yet we wonder why we're losing the battle against the enemy. Uh-huh. We're not using the weapons that we have. Yeah. We're not using the tools we have. Mm-hmm. We're not hiding God's word in our hearts. But some folks still choose to wing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah to act like they know the Bible when they really don't. They're not that familiar with it. Amen. And let me tell you, this is not acceptable, especially when you're trying to overcome the attacks of the enemy. Mm -hmm. So Jesus humbled himself to be obedient to God's commands but you have to know them to obey them. Mm -hmm. 
And then you gotta you gotta know them to know what they are. And then you gotta know you gotta be you know humble enough to uh, to do it mm-hmm. to to know it and then to do it to know the commands right? to know the commands mm-hmm. to know God's word and then to do God's word. It requires humility on both fronts. Look what it says in Luke four four, and this is when Jesus was in the fight with the devil. Mm-hmm. Jesus it says Jesus answered. And we see this over and over again. We'll cover it more next week. Jesus answered, it is written. Mm-hmm. So Jesus' response was, it was written. So one of his other weapons was the word of God, but he had to know what was written right. in order to use it. And we need to know what is written. We are able to know what is written. We got 66 books of an inspired word of God that we have at our fingertips. Yeah. Jesus replied, it is written. Mm -hmm. We can respond to the devil the same way with the word of God. That's right. And and then Jesus, Jesus fought the devil. You know, I've been talking about the boxing match, but Jesus fought him like it was mixed martial arts. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all get this? He he just because in boxing you just can use your left and your right hand. In mixed martial arts, you you can use your left foot, your right foot, your left knee, your right knee, your left elbow, your right elbow. Jesus was fighting him like it was mixed martial arts, and that's how you got to deal with the devil. That's how he fought him. See, look what it says here in Luke 4, 4, 1. So we already saw Jesus, he humbled himself to obedience. So he used obedience. He used the word of God. And then in Luke 4, 1, look what it says here. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can humble ourselves and obey. We can learn the written word, read the written word, and then we can be filled with the Holy Spirit too and and be led by the Holy Spirit. We can do that. Those are weapons we have at our disposal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't use a single weapon that Mm -hmm. we don't have. Daryl said, great analogy. To fight the devil. Mm. He didn't use a single weapon. (laughs) Okay. He everything he used, we have to use. Yeah. And so he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Look what Galatians 5, 16 and 7 says. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Here it's talking about the flesh and he's talking about your sin nation. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. Yeah. And the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Mm-hmm. They are in conflict with each other so that, that you are not to do whatever you want. So we are to be led by the spirit, mm-hmm. not by our flesh or our sin nature. And we can do that. Yes. Jesus yes. was full of the spirit and led by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then another thing Jesus used in Matthew three seventeen, and this was just before he, the spirit led him into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. He was baptized by John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Yeah in the Jordan River, and 
it says here, Matthew 3, 17, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Mm, so Jesus used the fact that he was loved by God, mm -hmm. accepted by God, knowing that knowledge, that comfort, that confidence that comes when you know you're loved by God. Mm -hmm. Jesus used that in his fight. That's he right. went into the wilderness with God declaring that I, this is my son. And I love him. Mm -hmm. And God is declaring the same thing to you and I. He said, that's my child. Mm -hmm. And I love him. Right. And I love her. Right. And we need to walk in knowing that God loves us. Walk in that confidence. Walk in the confidence, the comfort, the assurance. Yes. The peace. Mm -hmm. That regardless of what the world says in this hostile environment I'm living in, God, my father, loves me. Amen. Amen. He loves me. Amen. You might not, but my father loves me. That's right. And Amen. Jesus went into the wilderness with God declaring, you are my son and I love you. Don't walk out your house. Don't get up out your bed without knowing that you are a child of God right. and God loves you. That's right. Amen. Go out and use, have that in your spirit and know as you go into the hostile environments you encounter in this world, yes, yes. God loves you. Yes. Mm. Declares you his child. Mm -hmm. Amen. Accepts you won't ever turn his back on you. That's one reason I love the song, um, Maverick Cities, the one I love. He, he says that I always have a, a, a seat at your table. Mm -hmm. God will always have a seat for you at his table. Always, yes, yes, amen. When others don't amen. Make a room for you. God always makes room. God always has time. God always has attention for you. Yes. And we, these are the weapons Jesus used when he went to fight the devil. Mm -hmm. It's the same stuff we have. Yeah. We have it at our disposal, at our finger, fingertips. Mm -hmm. And when we choose not to use them, that's on us. That's on us. And we need to choose God, choose to use the weapons God's given us, walk in his love and his acceptance and our sonship and daughtership. Um, we need to walk in, and be filled with the spirit. We need to have the word of God hidden in our hearts. Amen. And we need to humble ourselves and, to be, and be obedient. Amen. And then we can be successful against the attack of the enemy. This is what Jesus did. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, 
I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Amen. And grace where you're saying it. So you know that. That's, you should be proud about that. You should be proud that you are no longer on your way to hell. Amen. You should be proud Amen. that you are no longer someone who sins, who practices regular sin Amen. against God. You should be proud that you are no longer an enemy of God. That should make you proud. Amen. Amen. And know that God does what is fair and right and good on the earth. For I find joy in these things, said the Lord. So there are some things that it's okay to be proud about. Thank you for listening. 